target loss ratio. This chapter is going to explain what is target loss ratio and dissect what it actually might mean for your client. So when you're getting a renewal, if you're seeing the words target loss ratio on there, very simply in insurance, a loss ratio simply means what proportion of the premium went towards claims. So the target loss ratio is the proportion of the premium that the insurance company would like to go towards claims, and the rest would go towards fees and expenses and taxes if that's included. So for example, an 80% target loss ratio means that for every dollar in premium that the insurer collects, the target is that 80 cents go towards claims. The other 20 cents go towards overhead. Overhead includes admin fees, claims fees, profit fees, commission, sometimes tax is included. I find often it is included, just the 2% premium tax at least in Canada. And that's it. So a target loss ratio is actually interesting because, you know, conceptually, the higher the target loss ratio it is, the better it is for your client. Thinking about it, if you have a 90% target loss ratio, that means that more money of premiums is going towards claims, less towards overhead. So that actually means there are less fees and overhead embedded in the premium. A lower target loss ratio, like a 60% target loss ratio, means that the target is that 40% of the premium goes towards overhead and the other remaining goes to the claims. What's interesting about this is that when you're talking to your client, typically your clients are business leaders and they might think about profit and costs differently. Let's say they're selling a product. So they might think about the cost of their product and then the markup on their product. So if you're thinking about a cost of goods sold, or if you're talking to an accountant, COGS is a, is a typical metric. Um, so if you sell a widget and that widget costs you 80 cents to produce and you sell it for a dollar, well, the margin is 20 cents, but the markup on the cost of the good is 25 cents. Because if you take the 20 cent margin divided by the 80 cent cost, you have two over eight or one over four or 25% markup on the cost. So it's interesting because, you know, you might see 20, 20% and think, okay, that means 20% of the premiums goes towards claims. I can understand that. But if you're actually translating that to somebody who sells a widget, um, they might think of it as a markup on the cost of claims. So if your employees are spending $80, the markup on that is 25% on that to get you to the $100 premium. So again, the higher it is, the better you've done at negotiating. So when you look at the actual loss ratio, the actual loss ratio shows, well, how did the year actually go? If our target loss ratio was 80%, but the actual loss ratio was 90%, that means that more money went towards claims than we would have liked to. Therefore, you can expect that premiums are going to go up if the actual loss ratio is greater than the target loss ratio. And on the flip side, if it's lower, so if you expected that you, know, you received $100 in premiums and not $80 came in for claims, but actually $20 came in for claims, that's a lot less than we expected. You have an actual loss ratio of 20%. 
So since the claims were so low, you should really be expecting a decrease in rates at that time. So when you're learning to calculate your own renewals, uh, learning how to plug in premiums and claims in terms of what actually happened, you can see the actual surplus left on the table over and above the fees and, um, and profit that the carrier wanted to take, which does include the, the distribution commission. It has to include that as well. Um, but you'll really soon be able to see the stark amount of money left over on the table. So that is the basics of target loss ratio. I've heard some advisors push back on the relevance of target loss ratio. Some advisors have said, well, I told the carrier that I would like a higher target loss ratio. Let's say they were given a 70% target loss ratio on a group that had 100 employees and they felt like that was too low, that meaning too much fees and profit in the plan for the carrier. So if they push back and try to negotiate, they've sometimes said, well, the carrier came back and said, well, target loss ratio really doesn't matter because the client just looks at rates at the end of the day. My opinion is that it actually does matter because it will show you, well, over a multi-year period, if you're going to build stability into your client's rates, you know, target loss ratio is an important metric because it will show how much premiums the insurer will eventually try to get. You know, you can only survive on marketing discounts for a short period of time, short defining as a year, maybe two years, depending on who your client is, maybe three, but um, it will give you a really good long-term view into, well, okay, after we're out of the woods with the marketing discounts, what do we actually expect from this carrier? So it's important that when you're shopping the market for your group, um, you, sh you take a look at all the target loss ratios. I've seen, you know, really, really, really low rates and really bad target loss ratios. So for example, um, I I'm not surprised anymore when I see a group that has 20 employees and have a 65% target loss ratio. So that's that's actually a lot of fees. But you know, carriers say, well, actually, smaller groups are more expensive to service. So you know, and a percentage of a smaller amount is, you know, it is what it is. Um, I've seen target loss ratios as high as 90, 91, 92%. But I find that's on very large block agreements. Um, that's sometimes when carriers are working direct or when they're working on really, really thin margins for the distribution channel. And there's usually another reason why that the TLR is so high. So, you know, a 90% target loss ratio meaning means that, okay, when um, the 2% premium tax is taken away, uh, you're looking at maybe 7% uh, fees because maybe you've got 4% in there for claims and maybe another 3% for admin and basically 0% for profit. So, uh, you know, it's, it's unless it's a really, really large group, I've seen very large association type plans with, you know, tens of thousands of lives that have that because, you know, when you've got 7% on, you know, $30 million, then, okay, you can run a business that way. Um, but if it's not a super large association plan, I always wonder, okay, is that the entire picture? Um, what's happening with surpluses? Are there bonuses somewhere else? Is this a net commission? So does it include all of the expenses? Um, we also, you know, in, in our company, when we're quoting against other competitors, we're seeing that sometimes the expense charges are defined differently. So you have to really look at, well, how does a carrier define expenses? Is expenses just the claims charge? Or does it include claims, commission, profit, administration, 
other um, premium tax. So it is important to put that under a microscope and ask, okay, so is this net or gross? Does this include all the fees? Um, because there, there can be very rare, but there can be times when you or your client are surprised that there's actually more to the story, but you might not figure that out at the first renewal. It might be at the third or fourth renewal that you see that. So uh, give us a shout. Do you believe that target loss ratio is important? Do you believe that it's just another number and the rates are all that matter at the end of the day? Let us know. Contact us through our website at beneplan.ca.